Well, by my calculations, I have prayed the exact same prayer 924 times over the last nine years. Have thine own way, O Lord, have thine own way. You, O God, are our potter, and we are your clay. Then I typically wait about seven seconds of awkward silence before I mercifully say amen. Now, the reason I started saying this prayer before each one of my sermons was because when I was in seminary, I heard a United Methodist bishop pray it before his sermon, and I thought to myself, I thought, you know, that is good. I'm totally going to steal that. And the reason I still say it today, some nine years later, is because every time I pray it, it really annoys my children. They desperately want me to come up with something new. Melt us and mold us, make us and use us, have thine own way. Now this prayer I love, it comes from this passage of scripture we just read, the story of the potter's house, where the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and told him to go down to the the home of a local artist in the community. A potter, someone who works with the, the, the clay of the earth. Because God said God had a message for him there. So Jeremiah went, and there he found the potter working at his wheel. The the wheel was spinning faster and faster as the potter was shaping and molding the clay. The potter was removing the impurities, the imperfections from the clay. Jeremiah watched as what was once a cold and hard substance began to, to change. A new creation was coming forth. Beauty came out of ugliness. Something useful came out of something that had been worthless. There was a a transformation that was taking place. Until all of a sudden, what the scripture says, something went wrong. You see, a flaw developed in the clay. Imperfection, a blemish, something about the clay was just not right. And and the potter was, was shaping it and reforming it again and again. But no matter what the potter did, the flaw remained. God said to Jeremiah, just like the clay in the potter's hands, so you are in my hand. It's the clay. It was not perfect spoiled, it was damaged, it was broken. Have thine own way, O Lord. Have thine own way. You are the potter and we we're the clay. You know, I can still remember the man who said to me, David, I've spent the last 20 years of my life trying to get my temper under control. He said, I get it honestly, I'm Irish. And I wake up every morning and I tell myself, not today. Not today. I'm not going to lose my mind today. I'm going to keep it together no matter what happens. But inevitably, he said, inevitably, someone will say something or something will happen and I'll feel the anger just bubble up within me. And I hate it about myself, he said. I just lose control. As the potter, the potter continued to work with the clay The clay had its flaws. The clay had its imperfections. The clay had its weaknesses, which, of course, makes this clay 
very human. Because let's be honest, we all have our rough edges. And the more we try to hide them, the more they bubble up within us. The more we deny them, the more they are apparent to everyone around us. And maybe that's why the Apostle Paul said that we as humans, we are jars of clay, which means we are very fragile vessels. Because clay is not strong. Clay doesn't always hold its shape. It has weaknesses to it. And, and if you add a little bit of fire to that clay, well, the slightest imperfections will begin to crack. Have thine own way, O Lord. Have thine own way. You, O oh God, are the potter, and we are just broken clay. As the potter continued to work the clay, even though the clay was not perfect. The potter continued to, to form it, even though the clay had its blemishes, its flaws, its weaknesses. And perhaps that is the greatest miracle of this story. The miracle of this story, it's not the weaknesses of the clay. Perhaps the even greater miracle of this story is the persistence of the potter. Who continues to shape the clay. Who doesn't give up on it, even though it had its flaws. The potter who continues to work with the clay. So that something beautiful might come from it. An author by the name of Tom Long says, the story of the potter and the clay, it's not a story about human weakness. It is a story about a God who refuses to give up on anyone. A God who continues to shape us and reform us so that we might become a new creation. Because notice, in the story, the, the potter doesn't haphazardly destroy or tear down the pot. He doesn't cause damage to the pot just to cause damage. Instead, the potter does it to build something new so that something more beautiful might come from it. The pot is torn down so that it can be rebuilt once more. Now, a Catholic theologian by the name of Janet Soskis once said, we get the gospel half right most of the time. For we tell people God loves them, and, and that is true. But we leave out the part that what it means that God loves them is the way God loves them is the more painful process of making us lovely. The potter, the potter does not give up on the clay, even though the clay had its faults. Uh, the potter continues to break it down so that it can be built back up again, molded and made into something more beautiful. I remember talking with a friend of mine who uh, had finished in his local church a 10-week course called Financial Peace University by Dave Ramsey. And now some of you know Financial Peace. It's a, a great course about money and how to manage it well from a godly perspective, how to live within your means. And I was curious about my friend's experience, and, and so I asked him, I said, now tell me, did you like the class? And he surprised me when he said, David, it was the worst thing I have ever done. He said, it was awful. Dave Ramsey, he would make you do these really annoying things. Like you would have to write down every dollar you spent every week. And then you'd have to compare that number with what you actually make. And it turns out those two things, they don't always add up. 
He said the worst part was that he no longer could claim in good conscience to be a generous person. He said, the truth is, I've looked at the numbers, and it turns out when it comes to money, I'm a lot more greedy than I ever imagined. It's the potter. The potter spotted an imperfection. The potter spotted a weakness. The potter spotted a flaw and continued to shape and mold the creation. It's the great of grace of God not only has formed you, the grace of God is there to reform you. The grace of God is there to break you down so that you can be built up again. To name our imperfections, our ugliness, so that God can go about the long and the beautiful process of making us lovely. The grace of God is there to turn our lives into a living sacrifice, a new creation, so that the person we are is the person God always created us to be. John Wesley called it the process of sanctification. It's a fancy church word. It means to, to be made holy. It's that lifelong journey we all take as God meticulously goes through our life and softens our edges and refines our struggles so that we might become something even more beautiful. Have thine own way, O Lord. Have thine own way. You, O God, are the potter. We are the clay. You know, in her book, Everyday Adventures with Mama, a Christian author by the name of Faith Waters uh, tells the story of caring for her mother who was suffering from an advanced form of dementia. Now, to be a caregiver of anyone, it is a labor of love. It's a long and an exhausting process, and it can, it can break down even the toughest of souls. And in her book, Faith wrote this. She said, it is tough being a caregiver. Mom goes into the grocery store with me, and she'll wander away. And when I find her, she has purchased five bulk packages of toilet paper, eight boxes of trash bag, ten packs of pudding, three gallons of milk. And I have to lovingly remind her that we don't need these things and return them. Mom often screams that the television is broken when she's turned it off and she can't remember how to use the remote. I have to teach her how to use the remote again and again and again. She'll answer the phone and tell people I do not live with her. Mom does not remember how to use the microwave, so she'll turn on the stove to fry a microwave dinner. I have to help her use the microwave every day. Mom used to teach Bible study at the church, but she can't remember the lessons anymore. The pastor lets her assist during Bible study and give input. Now this, this is where my mother is during this part of her life, and I can either deny it or readjust accordingly, and I, I have chosen to adjust and learn how to love her in a different way. And the lessons I am learning have forever changed my life. I'm no longer self-centered. I've learned how to laugh and be more patient and compassionate and forgiving. I totally rely on God for strength because every day is a new adventure with mom and every day is another opportunity to love her. It's the potter. 
The potter does not give up on the clay despite its flaws. The potter does not give up on the clay despite its weaknesses. Instead, the potter continues to melt us and mold us, shape us and use us so that we might become something more beautiful, something more compassionate, something more loving, something more kind. Because the good news of the gospel Well, the good news is God loves you imperfections and all, but the even better news is, well, God is not done with us yet. Yes, have thine own way, O Lord, have thine own way, for you, O God, are our potter and we are your clay.